before we really kick off, I've got a question for you. What is it that you did as a child, but you do not do as an adult? Think of something that you did as a child that you would not do as an adult. Like, what behaviours have you grown out of? So, just to give you a few ideas, here's one of them. Uh, when I was a child growing up um, in the garden, all I would do is play football. That's, that's what I would do. And uh, what I still do that now as an adult, but with other people. <laughs> the thing that was different, however, was I would commentate what was happening. So I would, I would be David Beckham one moment, and then he would kick the ball. I, would, I had a wall at the end of my garden, so I'd use that as like a person I'm passing it to, and then I would receive the ball. I don't know why I'm explaining what I would have done as a footballer. Anyway, I, I would pass the ball, pretend to be Beckham, and then Beckham would hit it over to then like Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho's got the ball, and then it's Holder, and Holder scores! And that's what I would have done. Uh, some other behaviours as a child... Um, would be the, the famous ones of like tantrums. You, you like uh, imagine imagine me um, asking Kim. Oh Kim, can, can I go over to Simmons to play the PlayStation, please, please? I've sort of outgrown that a little bit. Um, and then and then if she was to say no, I'd be like, oh, so fair. Why? That's not fair. You can't. Why? 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 That would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Um, still doing it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, why am I embarrassing myself in front of all of you? Um, well, the point is this. At the moment, I think one of the greatest challenges in the Western church is that of a discipleship deficit. I believe that there is a discipleship deficit happening in our, in our churches in the West. Um, what is this? I, I think this is where people become Christians and they struggle to mature. They struggle to, because we're, uh, struggle to mature in all that God has got for them, struggle to mature in who they are in God. And uh, as part of that, I think there's a few reasons behind that in our culture. I think the love of self is so prevalent in our culture. I think it's massive and it impacts a lot on the discipleship that we can give to people in, in, in church. I think a consumer mentality when we go to churches, I'm going to go to one that suits me. It's got to fit my needs, got to fit all of me. So they go hand in hand. Um, and I think there's many others as well. But this isn't a new phenomenon, all right? A discipleship deficit is not a new phenomenon in our culture. Um, Paul notices it in, 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 in the Corinthian church. And as a result, it led to spiritual mature, immaturity, in that church. So in 1 Corinthians 3, we're going to go from chapter, just a small section this morning, 1 Corinthians 3, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, people who are Christians, people who are disciples, people who are living godly lives. I couldn't address you that way, but as people who are still worldly, mere Infants like adults behaving like toddlers like I was a minute ago. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready, you're still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? We'll pause there. We are currently in a preaching series on the, the values of Grace Church. So if you are new, great week to come. 
You're hearing one of the values that we hold as a church. And this week, if you hadn't have guessed from the discipleship deficit, we're looking at discipleship, the value of discipleship. So as, um, as we walk the Christian life, we don't want to be like the Corinthian church. We don't want to be Christians who are adults behaving like children. That's, that's not what God calls us to. That's not what he wants for us. We want a growing God. We want to grow spiritually mature. We grow physically mature. We, we can grow emotionally mature. We want to grow spiritually mature as well. And so this morning, very simple, I want to just go through two questions. I want to ask us two questions and explore those. They are, what is discipleship. So I'm talking about discipleship deficit. I'm talking about discipleship. What, what does that mean? What is discipleship? And how does discipleship happen um, maybe in our, in our church? So how does it happen here at Grace Church? But how did it also, and interlinking that with how that happens individually as well. How does this uh, play out on a, on a personal level? So I'm going to pray for us before we, we dive in. God, I just, I'll pray this morning that as we explore what your word says, as we explore the God-given topic of discipleship, I pray that you will just reveal in us how much we need you. I pray you reveal in us how much we, we, we are so in need of your gospel. I pray, God, that you help us as a church corporately and, and individually to grow in God. I do pray that across us now. Holy Spirit, will you work this morning? as we look at your word. Amen. So what is discipleship? What, what, I think it's best that we were to break down discipleship a little bit, so um, just to help us give us a framework for what discipleship is. So one of the questions would be, what is a disciple? What's a, what is a disciple? Um, and I'm going to focus on what is a biblical disciple. So disciple or discipleship they are often, often words that we, we relate to a Christian context. We, we think they're Bible words. However, on its, in its simplest level, disciple means follower, really. That's, that's on its simplest form, and many of you will know that. It's like someone who follows the teachings of Gandhi. It's that type of idea. You could, you could also be a disciple of the top influencer on social media, they might say, oh, I like this hat. And you're like, yeah, I like that hat too. I'm going to buy that. You are, you are a disciple of that social media influencer. But that isn't, that's its simplest level, but that isn't uh, what, what being a disciple of Christ is about. A disciple of Christ is not tapping follow on Instagram. That's not what, what that is. Ticking a box on a public opinion poll, that isn't... Being, being a disciple of Christ. That's not what it means. It isn't, it isn't in labeling yourself to what your parents' religion was. That, is, that isn't what a disciple of Christ is. And it isn't preferring Christianity over any other religion. That's not entirely what it is. So what is a biblical disciple? Well, a disciple is our being in Christ. That's what a disciple is. Being a disciple of Christ does not begin with something that we do, like clicking follow. That's, that's not what being a disciple is. It begins with something that Christ has done. 
That's, that's where it begins. There is no Christian in this room who is not a disciple because Christ initiated that. Christ initiated us being a disciple. Following Jesus first means that we have entered into a personal saving relationship with him. Philippians 2, you have been united with Christ. That's what has happened to us. He paid the debt that we couldn't owe. He united us to himself to make us a holy people, to make us different by dying on the cross. Jesus is the one who makes us a disciple. The definition of a disciple is vital. This is a really important definition because otherwise we end up serving God out of duty rather than out of joy. It is so important that we realize that it is our being in Christ. It's what Christ has done for us. So if that's a disciple, then what, what, what's discipleship? What, what is that? Well, discipleship is our own following of Christ. It describes our own following of Christ. The discipleship is, is it's helping ourselves and others to follow Jesus, not because we earn it, not because we, we're trying but because being a disciple begins with Christ and his work in our lives. That's why 1 Corinthians 3 that we just mentioned a minute ago, it points to the need for discipleship. If if discipleship doesn't happen, if we have a a skewed idea of what being a disciple is, we we, we forget our need for this value. We forget the need for discipleship in our lives and we just stay like babies. We stay on milk rather than enjoying the delights of, of solid food. Spiritually, we're adults behaving like, like toddlers. So discipleship is our following of Christ. So that's what discipleship is. But how does discipleship happen? How does it happen in our church context? How does it happen to us personally? To put it another way, what do we want the discipleship in Grace Church to look like? We haven't nailed this yeah, we, we haven't gone, yep, this is it, this is what we do. It's perfect, isn't it? That's not, not where we're at. Um, how, can we, how can discipleship be done well? And so, God, fundamentally, it's, it's, uh, it's about how we encourage ourselves and each other to follow Jesus with everything we've got. So how do we do discipleship? I'm going to answer this by going through and saying discipleship is, and then saying what it is. So discipleship is gospel-centered. I've touched on this already, but, but this is really quite important in, in discipleship. If we miss this, we miss it all. One, uh, Colossians 1.28, he is the one we proclaim. It's he who we proclaim, admonishing, teaching, so discipling people, everyone with all wisdom, so that they may present everyone fully mature in how they worship, Fully mature in how they run kids' work, fully mature in how, how we do our daily work. No, no, no. Fully mature in Christ. That's, that's essential. In Grace Church, we want discipleship, with, uh, as with all areas, uh, as, and, sorry, with all other values that we hold as, as Grace Church, we want it to be gospel centered. It's got to be orientated around the gospel. Back in 1 Corinthians 3, notice that. To grow as a disciple, it isn't lots of courses, it isn't hold loads of courses, it isn't, oh, here's the next best paperback, you got to, this, is, this will sort your discipleship in your church out. It's not that. It's, it's not 
a perfect church that's going to bow to your every need. It's not that. It isn't having a really funky band. It isn't that. Yeah, it's, it is by constantly devouring and enjoying and dwelling and eating the gospel. 1 Corinthians 3 said, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready for it. They're not ready because, uh, they're not ready to mature because they're still missing the fundamentals of the gospel. It's so important. And if you think, well, I've been a Christian for years, that's not me. I'm, I'm on the meat. I'm not on the milk. I'm on the, I'm on the meat. Look at me. Well, well, guess what? The gospel is the milk and it is the meat. It's the milk and it is the meat for all disciples. If you think about it, what is milk? Milk is the nutrients from the mother eating the meat. It's from them eating the solids, and that's produced to, to the child. Yeah, so those on milk and those on meat, they are digesting the same thing. They're still digesting the gospel. We must never mature too much to not need the gospel. That, that's so important. Yeah, if, if you have been a disciple for years, you need to remind yourself again and again of the gospel. If you've been a disciple for days, you need to sip on that and enjoy that and get into getting onto some solids because it's good. Yeah, we may drink it at the start, but we want everyone to mature and to grow in their discipleship to munch on the delicious solid food available in the gospel. I'm going to repeat this. We have the whole of our lives to be disciples because we need the whole of our lives to devour the gospel. We have the whole of our lives to be disciples because we need the whole of our lives to devour the gospel. Because we are gospel-centered in our discipleship, that means being a disciple. It has implications. There are implications to discipleship. There are implications to being a disciple. Just as growing up physically has implications when you hit puberty, you're like, oh, that's new. Um, that's interesting. How's that happened? Um, that's the same. There's implications to our spiritual maturity. There's implications to discipleship. In Mark 8, Jesus said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Discipleship has obedience implications. It's there, plain to see in, in, in Mark. You are either picking up your cross and following Christ or you are not. In our, in our modern church, the gospel is often sold like this. It's often sold that Christ died for you. He loves you. All you need to do is accept his free gift and you are free forever. You will be saved. Job done. That's it. That is so true. That is so utterly true. And, and we love this. And we're like, yes, because we love cutesy Jesus. We love Jesus who gives us a cuddle. And, and rightly so. That's good because that's who he is. We love Jesus, our savior. He saved us. Wow, that's amazing. I'm a child of God. We sung it this morning. We love it, and we should love it. I'm not, not diminishing that at all. Jesus is our saviour, but he is also our Lord. He's also our king. Yeah, our Lord and our king, he is gentle and lowly. 
He is kind and compassionate, but he is still our king. He is still the Lord. Without realizing, we play down Jesus as king. We play down Jesus as Lord in the church sometimes. We think the gospel sorts us out and oh, just, just can carry on with life. No. Whoever wants to save their life is going to lose it. Jesus is saying that. We lose our lives because we gain new life. We gain Christ. Being a disciple it costs you absolutely nothing. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a free gift. But it also costs you everything. It costs us our life and our obedience. Jesus is our saviour, but he is also our king. A great example would be kids. Kids, they cost you nothing. They're super fun to make. Right? They cost you absolutely nothing. You, you, the baby's born, you're cuddling it, you cradle it. It's precious. It, it doesn't cost me anything, but it costs me absolutely everything. It costs me my money. It costs me my time. It costs me my energy. It costs me my emotional strain. It, co- it does. It costs me everything, but it costs me absolutely nothing. What a great picture of the gospel for us. Jesus is our king, and he is our saviour. What a beautiful king we have. It, that, that is the implication to discipleship. So discipleship is gospel-centred, has implications, and it is shared together. It's shared together. John 13, 34 to 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. But th- by this, everyone will know you are my disciples. How? Oh, if you love one another. It's being together. Our faith, our discipleship is not private. It's not a private thing that we do. Faith and discipleship, being a disciple is public, not private. The basic teaching is our spiritual business is other people's spiritual business. Because we want to love one another, to love Christ. We want to get people to point and look at Jesus. That's what we're doing. A way we want to mature through discipleship in Grace Church is through Grace Groups. So Grace Groups, uh, there's a few changes happening to our life groups. You might have spotted one of them. We're going to be renaming them to Grace Groups. Um, But the bigger change is that we're going to have a greater focus in our Grace Groups on discipleship through the two new values. So the previous values were fun, food, and fellowship. Funky way of saying it. Uh, Fun, food, and fellowship. We're now moving over to two values of belong and grow. Belong is and always has been a high value in God's economy. It always has been. It's always been a high value in Grace Church and will remain to be that. Um, But We want grace groups to be an intentional place where people can deepen with one another, where they can know one another better, where they can mature and share discipleship together. Belong is so essential to discipleship, but we also want them 
Grace Groups to be a place where discipleship takes place and where genuine spiritual growth happens. That doesn't mean we're going to have loads more Bible studies. That's what spiritual growth looks like. No, 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 it's not that. It's, but it, we want it to be an intentional place where as we deepen together in our relationships, we can deepen together by speaking Christ into one another's lives. We want to be disciples who make disciples. We want to give time to discipleship in our grace groups. And at the moment, there are a number of, number of people in Grace Church who, who, who call Grace Church their home, who um, would say, yep, that's my church, that's where I go on a Sunday morning. They, they are even members, and they are not in a grace group. And, and so I, I understand that there are people who might not be able to make every week. I get that. You might not ever be able to make it. That is a challenge for many, but I would say join one. Be in one. We are never meant, John's really clear, we're never meant to go through the Christian life alone. Christian maturity happens when we carry one another's burdens, it tells us in Ephesians, and it helps other, uh, each other to follow Jesus more. I want to give everyone the opportunity right now, you get your phone out, to sign up to a Grace Group. So here is a QR code which you can get your camera over, click on the link, and you can fill in a form if you're like, yeah, I wanna, I'm part of Grace Church, I'm not in a group, I want to join a group. Um, you can click on that and, and just fill in, fill in that little form. Uh, and uh, if you, if you want to be discipled in Grace Church, a Grace Group is the place to be. A grace group is, is where you're to be. And so as you fill the form in, someone will get in touch with you uh, and connect you hopefully to the, to the, right, the right people. Um, just one, one slight thing, just be patient with us on that. Um, we're trying to get a few more group leaders involved in, in this. So we will try and put you in a group but it may take a little bit of time, so just your patience would be super, super appreciated. But being a follower of Jesus... It is public. It is not private. Discipleship is shared. But that does mean that Christian maturity through discipleship is also going to need some humility. It's going to need humility. Earlier I quoted um, Mark 8. It says, take up your cross. Take up your cross. Christian maturity, discipleship can sometimes leave us with splinters. If we were to pick up the rugged cross, we are going to get splinters along the way. Splinters are those moments when our thoughts, when our behaviours, when our ideologies, when our beliefs, when our attitudes are challenged. And if we are carrying our cross and following Jesus, we are likely to get splinters along the way. Sometimes that comes uh, from, from, from a preach, from someone, someone preaching at the front. Sometimes you're provoked in a discussion in, in a grace group. Oh, there you go. There's QR code again. Uh, sometimes God reveals where our attitudes or behaviors, they just need chiseling away, maybe through another Christian saying, I, I think how you spoke to them was slightly harsh. Just, just be careful on that. It might be just, I'm reading God's word and, whoa, that's really challenged my heart. It happens in the moments we get splinters, it's often the moments that we mature in our discipleship the most. We mature as a disciple most when, when, we, when, we, attack, when we deal with the, 
splinters, but it does require humility. It does require us to get out the tweezers. It's okay for us to have splinters. Every single person in this room has splinters, yeah? We, we all have blind spots. We are all a work in progress with splinters, but it's what we do with splinters that's important. Where is God challenging you to pull some splinters out? Where is he challenging you to humble yourself at the moment? Discipleship needs humility. It's vital if we want Christ to be glorified in us and through us. So discipleship needs humility. Discipleship happens in the everyday. It happens in the everyday. Another reason for the shift towards belong and grow in our grace groups, there's the QR code again, is to make everyday conversations, to make everyday conversations open and directionally spiritual. What do I mean by that? Malachi 3.16 says it, and how God listens. God's listening in on our conversations um, with, with other Christians. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. What am, I, what am I saying is we want to make it normal to have spiritual conversations. It's okay to have a spiritual conversation alongside just an everyday conversation. You can talk about how the weather is and how, oh, I don't like it when it's like this, it just makes me feel a bit down. And then turning it around and then talking about how your walk with God is going at the moment. It's okay to do that. It's normal. It's okay to talk honestly about the pressures that you're feeling at work. Oh, my boss is like, he's just on me all the time or she's just pushing me to do this and I'm not okay with it. And you're feeling pressures and then to remind one another, isn't it amazing that Christ knows what that's like? We see it in the Garden of Gethsemane. Pressure, real, true pressure. And he took it on himself for us. Like just being normal about it, just normalizing it. And it, it doesn't have to be weird. I would say that that is true discipleship. When we are in conversations in the everyday and bringing, bringing that into it. There is wisdom in who we seek discipleship from, all right? There's, there's definitely a lot of wisdom in that. However, grace groups have been created to allow this space and opportunity to happen. So it happens in the everyday, but it also happens on a Sunday. It would be silly to think that it, that it doesn't, Hebrews 10. And let us consider how we may all oh, disciple each other, spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some in the habit of doing. It is near impossible to separate our personal discipleship from a Sunday morning. Don't give up being here. Don't stop being here. The days that you're like, I really don't feel like going are the days that you should be going. More often than not. Yeah, the regular gathering on a Sunday is hardwired into the church from day dot for a reason. Because disciples, so disciples have always done it, but why? Why have they always done it? Why is it hardwired? Well, these, these gatherings, like this morning, these moments are super important because the word is made central, because the gospel is preached, because the Bible is open. God is speaking. And what a chance and an opportunity. The Bible is preached. What better way to disciple yourself towards Jesus than by opening the Bible and hearing what God has got to say? No better way. It is inev- it's inevitable that discipleship happens on a Sunday. Don't give up getting here. It is so good for our souls to be here. 
However, we don't spend 24-7 here. All right? We don't. And, and, and so discipleship happens in the real world. This isn't, this isn't like a separate. This is, it's in the everyday. It's in the everyday rhythms of life. But it happens in the real world. It, us to, it encourages us to be missional. Most of our life is not spent at church, but it's at work. It's with, it's with family. How can I live out my discipleship outside of a church context? How can, I, how can I do that? Well, we do it by practicing discipleship with one another. That's why there's grace groups. QR code. Grace groups allow the opportunity for you and I and whoever else is there to connect with those that are really similar to us, but also those who are totally different to us. And so you've got people in your group who, who might be in a similar work position to you, might be in a similar life stage to you, might be in a, a, a similar experience that you have had. But there also might be people who have had a different life experience to you, people who are a different age to you, people who are in a different work life than you. Whether similar or different, being a disciple out in the world becomes easier when we have got people who we know will be praying for us, people who we can pray with, people who can encourage us, people who, um, who are similar to us who get where we're coming from, and people who are different to us so they can challenge our thinking and point us more towards Jesus in our everyday life. Yeah, but it's worth noting grace groups are not some holy huddle. It's not a place to make us feel warm and soft inside. It is a place to refresh our souls and get us uh, invigorated, a place to, uh, a safe space to share, this is what's happening in, in my workplace and I really don't know what's going on and how to handle this. But that's so that we can go out and be disciples in, in, in the real world too. Discipleship involves being missional. One of Jesus' last things, he says to his disciples, go and make disciples. We are in this room, if you are a Christian, we are disciples who make disciples. That's who we are. That's why Grace Church's vision is to enjoy, declare, and demonstrate God's grace. That's why we, we enjoy being a disciple. We enjoy that, but we then go and declare that, and we then go and demonstrate that to the world outside. Yeah, discipleship outside a church context happens yeah, when we, we offer to pray for a friend who's struggling. That's just so powerful. Just, I just feel God speaking to me at the moment about that. That Just, just to offer to pray for somebody. Very, very rarely someone goes, no thanks, you weirdo. No, it rarely happens. People are just so appreciative of it. They love it. What a great way to, be, to grow in our discipleship, taking us out of our, of our comfort zone. It happens when we invite people to Alpha, taking us out of our, our comfort zone. Oh, you know I go to church. Maybe they don't know I go to church. And oh, I do this. And, 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 and getting them to, to come along, it just takes us out of our comfort zone. Discipleship happens outside the church because the gospel is for all people. It isn't just for a select few. It's for all people. Let's be a church which lives our genuine discipleship by enjoying, declaring, and demonstrating the grace of God to every person in Bognor Regis that we can, and wider. So the band are going to come up, 
And I, and I want to close by reminding you of what I said at the beginning about what is a disciple. A disciple is who we are. It's who, it's who we are. We are in Christ. If you're a Christian this morning, you are a disciple because you are in Christ. And so as a result, discipleship is our, our living for Christ in all areas of our life. It would be silly to think that it doesn't have implications, silly to think that it's not um, going to be tricky at points, and, uh, and thinking, oh, this is just a simple how-to guide. It's none of that. I think it's so important we remind ourselves who discipleship is all about. Discipleship is not our duty. It is our joy because we are in Christ. We long to grow in our relationship with Jesus through discipleship because he brought us to a state of being a disciple. It's all a work of Christ. Jesus is the one who gets the glory in our discipleship. And we get just the privilege of joining on and being part of that. We are his and he is ours. Simo said earlier, what a privilege. Colossians 1, he is the one we proclaim. It's Christ. Christ is the one whom we hold on to in all of this. Christ is the one we proclaim so we can be mature in him. It's him, we, it's him whom we mature in, and it's him whom we are proclaiming. Let's, let's stand. I just, what better way to remind ourselves of all I've said than being disciples together and sharing in communion together? What, what better way than reminding ourselves through the bread and the wine, the grape juice, of, of Christ's work on the cross? and giving thanks together for that.